Hey guys, I'm excited to be sharing a new episode with you all. I think that my conversation with Caroline is much needed. She's hilarious and her impressions at the end will provide much needed um, laughter and levity to what's been a pretty hard week. Uh, with that being said, I want to just take a minute to uh, talk about just my stance on everything that's going on and you know where I am and what I've been thinking about um I've just I've been having a really hard time wrapping my head around all of the violence that the uh, black community has been dealing with and only has recently been shed light on because of various murders such as that of George Floyd being caught on camera and it just really hurts my heart and I don't quite know how to properly articulate my words because I will never know what it's like to be discriminated because of the color of my skin. I will never know what it's like to be afraid that the people who are supposed to protect me will do the exact opposite. And it's it's hard because I I want I created this podcast so that I had a way of giving people something to listen to when they were struggling and giving people something to to tune into when they were having a bad day and wanted to feel like they were being heard. But it's reached a point where for the black community they, they need more than words, they need more than podcast episodes. They need people like me who are white and who come from privileged backgrounds to be doing something for them and to be supporting them as they protest against all these injustices. And so I urge everyone to show up and show love for the black community. Reach out to your black friends and see if they, how they're doing and if there's any way you can help them feel safer in their communities and like as a white privileged woman, I am really going to try to do that as much as I can. And I also just urge everyone to speak gently to each other and speak with passion and inspiration and just even at a time when everything just seems like there's just so many things going wrong in the world just be kind to one another um and with that i am going to move into this episode with caroline i hope you enjoy Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Saul's in the City. Today, I'm so excited to be here with Caroline Burke, who is a TikTok star and probably a future um, SNL star as well. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So um, why don't you just like start off by telling me where are you from? How old are you? Where do you go to school? What's your story? Okay, yeah. Um... Well, I live in Iowa. I grew up here, um, still live here now, and I am a sophomore this year. 
at the University of Iowa. So um, I still live pretty close to my hometown, which is nice. And I'm 20 years old. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's what you're the youngest guest officially that I've had on. So I'm honored. <laughs> you seem a lot older than 20, though. You're like very mature. That's really funny because all my life I've always been told I look like I'm 12. Really? Well, I feel like now I look at people and I'm like, like on Instagram and stuff and like then I later find out they're like 19 or like, like oh. Kaya Gerber. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I me at like 18. Um, anyway. <laughs> So I obviously, or sorry, so you, in high school, did you, you like participate in theater? Like, were you always kind of um, interested in acting and um, things like that? Yes. Um, well, I mean, all of high school, I would say. I had really bad stage fright in like middle school, but I still did like the school plays in middle school just because they're fun and it's something to do with my friends. But I was always an ensemble. I never wanted lines. Like I did not want people to look at me. And um, in eighth grade, I had one line. We did High School Musical. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not like, I was trying to give it away to my friends. I was like, I don't want people, like I don't want to have a line. And um, my parents made me do it. And then, yeah, then I always wanted to be the center of attention after that. <laughs> and so all throughout high school, I did theater um, at my school and at a community theater. And I took voice lessons and stuff, and I loved it. And I actually went into um, college, like, my freshman year. My major was theater, but I switched it. But, yeah. Why did you switch it? Um, I don't know. I was I was feeling really conflicted about it when I came into it. I'm, I mean, I was so, like, coming into college is so scary to have to feel like you have to pick a major. Yeah. And so I've been through a couple different majors in my short time in college but um I don't really know there wasn't any like underlying reason and I just I kind of stopped once I got out of theater in high school I just I felt really intimidated by like higher level like productions and stuff like that so I just yeah and I was still adjusting to college which is a yeah that in itself so so I think like, well, one thing that's just interesting to me is I'm, I guess I'm only like four years older, but those four years I feel like are, are just like a lot more than what they seem just given like the culture difference and like rise of social media and things like that. So I guess I just wanted to see like when you were in high school, like was, I'm trying to think, was Instagram like very popular I'm like trying to backtrack into like what years that was. Yeah, so um, my I graduated in 2018, so my first okay. year was 2014, and that was kind of like, I think I probably downloaded Instagram when I was in seventh or eighth grade. Um, so yeah, all throughout high school, that was like a huge thing. Um, which obviously, you know, high school is already hard. Yeah. And then add that on top. But yeah, it was that, I mean, I feel like kind of my generation and maybe like people like a year older or younger than me, like we were really the ones who experienced like high school with Instagram and Snapchat and all of that stuff. Like, 
shoved in our faces. Yeah, I feel like so terrible for those who are in high school right now. Like I can't even imagine. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, it adds so much pressure. And I mean, you you already compare yourself to everyone when you're in high school and then on Instagram, like still compare yourself to everyone. So did you ever feel pressure to like curate your Instagram to, you know, uh, reflect like the a, like a perfect life or like um, adjust in any way to like fit in or, you know, do you feel like it it, it impacted your social life in any way? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that I still feel like I, I'm, I should be better at posting like things that aren't so perfect on Instagram because, you know, obviously that's just a moment and you capture it and you filter it and like, it's so, you know, mandated by what you want people to see you as. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. There's definitely, I mean, in high school there was a pressure because I didn't really like, I went to a very small high school so the people I went to high school with, they were all mostly sports, like very sporty and stuff. And, you know, you make, it makes you feel lesser being like, oh, uh, these people are all like winning awards for all these different kinds of like things that they're doing. And like, I felt less accomplished than the people I'm like, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I went to a small boarding school where yeah. <laughs> like everyone was everyone was winning things and I was like um is there a dance award for anyone right (laughs) Uh, but so one thing I think is kind of interesting and um I had a friend on who was talking like she got involved in TikTok I guess like earlier than you know like now all the millennials are gravitating towards it because of being quarantined and like I feel like we're a little as with everything like jumping on the bandwagon a little late to it um but like when did you you know start posting videos on TikTok and like what was your reason for doing so well actually my younger sister um she's three years younger than me she she also sort of got on like way before everyone else did and when everyone was kind of still like making fun of it and everything um and she sort of forced me to get it. Um, so now she likes to <laughs> tell me <laughs> that she was the reason that I got it. Um, so yeah, I downloaded it and I was like, I'm just gonna watch other people's videos because my sister's been showing me some. I've seen like funny videos on there. And then, I don't know, I think I just, at that point I had like, no one was following me. So I was like, I can post whatever I want. It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. um, whoever sees it. And, like. Again, like no one else really had it at that time. A lot, like a lot of my friends didn't have it even. And so I just started like posting random stuff. And um, it's probably like a little less than a year ago. Like, yeah, um, that I started like actually posting on it. And um, I just did, I don't know, I just did kind of stuff that I thought was funny and like that I would have liked to see like just dumb like skits and like making fun of shows that I watch and stuff like that. And I don't know, like the algorithm on TikTok is so interesting because of how many people are like, could possibly see it. Yeah. Um, like anyone can see it, it can come up on anyone's page if you just tag it. So I never really expected anyone to actually watch my videos, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how like, I mean, I don't know how the algorithm works, but I mean, it like, 
some videos just blow up and like that's what happened to my friend she's like I, I don't know suddenly I had like three million follows or likes or something I'm like oh, I sound I'm like aging myself but like it's crazy <laughs> so and one thing I think that's kind of interesting is like I have a fake Instagram because I'm like 18 at heart and I feel like TikTok in a way is kind of more of a portrayal at least from my perspective like a portrayal of like real life as opposed to Instagram where you do have that you know curated like aesthetic and things like that is do you find that um with people like your age on TikTok or do you think that that's still like a little bit um misportraying reality no I think you're right 100 percent because there are things that I've posted on TikTok, like, uh, like sometimes I'll post TikToks that I'm not wearing makeup and I don't have my hair done. It's like, I would never think about doing that on Instagram. So I feel like even though I have more followers and more, I there's potentially more people that would see it. For some reason, it, it feels more casual to me and it doesn't feel like as much pressure when I'm posting. Like, and there's like some of the videos I posted, I say dumb stuff or whatever. I'm being like goofy or whatever. And I'm just like, I... Like some people, some of my friends that have TikTok post their TikToks on their Instagram stories. And I just have never done that. Um, even though that's like who I am on TikTok, I don't know. It feels, yeah, I feel like that's 100% true that it's definitely more of like real people doing real things and not pretending to be this perfect. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like it, even though it, as you said, like has the potential to reach more people, it and um you know rather than just like a single snap just like shot it's whatever 15 seconds to 60 seconds people are just like more free to like you know post whatever and like not give a shit yeah or at least that's what mine does but I only have like 10 views per video thank (laughs) god um so you obviously have like a ton of followers and a ton of likes like how do you deal with any comments that, you know, maybe like mean or trolly, or do um, you get those? Yes, I do. Um, I feel like I've been I've been really lucky because people I've seen, you know, I go through comments and other people's TikToks, and people can be really mean for no reason, and that's just like what the internet is. But I feel like I've been really lucky that for the most part, most of my comments are very nice, and um, most. I don't know, for the most part, I feel very lucky in that sense, but I do get the occasional very angry, like unnecessarily just like had to take time out of their day to tell me that they don't like me for whatever reason. <laughs> and I wish that I could say that it didn't affect me and that I like could just move on my day, but I do like, I'll think about it throughout the day. And I don't know, it, it really sucks because I feel so defensive about them. Um, even though, you know, I most the majority of the comments are super nice and like encouraging. Mm-hmm. For some reason the ones that always stick with you are the bad ones, and that's just like how our brains work for some reason. But I don't know. I would say I I need to be better about dealing with them because sometimes I'll just I try to make make a joke back, um, and like respond to them and like kind of pretend like I don't care, um, which often people don't reply after that. So I feel like that usually works, but maybe. You know, I'm trying to just not even interact with them at all. I'm just, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're taking the time to 
like think of a mean comment for someone you don't know like how sad is your life <laughs> right exactly um and I was gonna say so one thing I was thinking is like correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't Lil Nas X like discovered through TikTok I actually I feel like I feel like I should know this <laughs> I don't know either but I think he was definitely discovered on social media so yeah yeah and like regardless there's just I feel like there's so many people who have you know become really famous through this which is yeah insane but like awesome and power to them has has seeing like all this positive feedback and um you know like resharing and reposting your like impressions and things like that has that made you shift more back to the mentality of like oh maybe I do want to go into acting or like maybe that like this is more like my path yeah a hundred percent um and I've I always said that I would love to do comedy um like professionally someday and so I think that I don't know there it was weird because I didn't really ever like think that I could do it and I thought I was funny enough or like good enough um to like professionally pursue comedy but ever since I got TikTok and like people have been saying you know they might be just saying that <laughs> to be nice but um I definitely feel like oh maybe I could like if the right person saw this you know maybe like I don't know maybe there could be a, a way for me to do that professionally which I would love to do um but <laughs> maybe I should stay in college just in case <laughs> no like I seriously what, well, you have to, like, move to New York once – I mean, hopefully the pandemic is over by when you graduate and go to, like, UCB. I, I, like, guarantee you will be discovered by someone in SNL. Thank you. Like, I'm not just saying that. I, I My roommate's boyfriend, go, um, she, he goes to UCB or, like, takes classes there back when he could. Um, and, like, every comedian I've talked to goes there or went there um, – and a lot of SNL people, like, I, I see it. If my, if my podcast ever blows up, hopefully, like, John Mulaney listens. <laughs> and we'll, you could put in a good word with Lauren for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you, so kind of going on that note about, like, comedy, it's like I've interviewed a couple of comics, um, and part of what we talked about was using comedy as, like, a means of therapy and like a way to like make light out of certain situations. Um, did you ever find that like, I mean, granted you're doing like more impressions and things like that, but did you ever find that like acting or making jokes was therapeutic for you? Oh, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like making jokes about myself and like, and, and like, you know, even, being self-deprecating sometimes has always been like a defense mechanism for me um but I kind of did it like I've always done it in a way that was sort of funny which um and then you know people will laugh at it and just encourage me to do it more so yeah and then I mean obviously comedy can be like very like you said very therapeutic in a way like even just watching like some of my favorite comedians and stuff you can tell that people like a lot of people that are in comedy use it in that way um and I think I definitely I mean I've grown up watching like comedies with my dad and watching SNL skits and like 
that kind of stuff. And so it's always been a big part of my life. So I think that it always was just there if I ever needed it. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it's interesting because, you know, I feel like it's almost a cliche, like the, especially, specifically with men, maybe that's generalization, but like the correlation between like mental health issues and comedy, like Pete Davidson, for example, is like very open about it. And on one hand, like, I, I don't think it should be a substitute for therapy, but I do think that there's something very good about, like, talking about it for the very least. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, like, people like Pete Davidson has, have been very open about it, which I think is really awesome for, you know, because some comedians feel like they can't really talk about it because they're always supposed to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pete definitely, and also one of my favorite comedians, Bo Burnham, um, he also, like, you know, in some of his Netflix specials, he does, he's very funny and he's like very, like he'll be very animated and goofy at one point and then he'll sit down at the piano and sing a song and it's actually really emotional and you're like, this is funny, but I'm also like feeling really bad for him and like he, it feels like he's like struggling and so, I don't know, there's definitely a a way to incorporate it and talk about it without it being kind of a joke. At college or when you were in high school, did you ever do like stand-up or anything like that? I did not. Um, it's something that really, the idea of it has always been really scared me, but also I've, it's something I've always wanted to try. And um, now that I'm in college, I think there's so many opportunities to do it. So it's definitely something I'd love to try. Um, it's just the whole writing process <laughs> of writing something that has to make a whole world of people laugh. It would probably be the challenge for me, but it's something that I've actually been thinking a lot about and something that I definitely want to do once this is all over. Yeah, I guess now you could just, like, practice in, in the mirror. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Use my family as an audience. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to throw some rapid-fire names and have you do your impressions for them. A, because I selfishly want to hear, and B, because everyone who listens needs to hear this. And... After I'm done, if you have any others you're working on, like, hit me, okay? <laughs> okay, so first, Carol Baskin. Oh, gosh, okay. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol at Big Cat Rescue. My eyes are dead. It's like my head, I mean, what? I love cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm, like, going to try to not, I wish I, like, mute myself. So, yeah, I'm going to mute myself when you say these. Okay, Jessica from Love is Blind. Okay. Baby. I love that. I just really feel like I like really can connect with you and like it's just like so easy for me to talk to you. <laughs> okay. Um let's see. Alexis Rose. David. Ugh. Honestly, David, you need to back up and leave me alone because I'm going through a lot right now, okay? This whole pandemic is, like, really messing with, like, the volume in my hair and everything. It's really starting to stress me out. Okay. Moira Rose. Moira? Did I say that right? Moira? Moira. In the lay of a picturesque ridge lies a small, unpretentious winery, one that pampers its fruit like its own babies. I'm still working on that one. I don't know oh, how Catherine always does, but it's like... That's so good. I don't know how she does that for like 60 minutes or 30 minute episodes. I know. So good. 
Elle Woods. Um, So when you said that you would always love me, you were just dicking around. <laughs> spot on. Oh, spot on. Jess Day from New Girl. Um, she has so many good things to say. I don't even know what to say. That's dumb. You're dumb. Nick. <laughs> That's so spot on. My one friend, like, hates – I love Zoe Deschanel, but my one friend, like, hates her. Oh, no. I love her, too. I guess she's definitely an acquired taste. Oh, this one killed me. Uh, McKenna from The Bachelor. I know that this girl right here is tough. She's strong. And she's beautiful. And she knows what she deserves. You can't even look like with her, her with the hair, like a little bit. I've gotten that before. It's funny. She actually commented on that video. Really? <laughs> she was like, I need some work. Oh, well. Okay, She's McKenna, like, calm down. How far did you make it? <laughs> um, Kate McKinnon. I do have a cat, and I, and I love my cat very much. My name is Kate, but that is not that is not my cat's name. That would be ridiculous. My cat is my best friend, and without my cat, I would not be able to survive this pandemic. <laughs> Too good. And then I know you do, or you mentioned that you like practice Christian wigs ones. Mm -hmm. So, yes. bridesmaids Christian wig. I'm Helen. Have you met my best friend Lily? We've only known each other for five minutes. <laughs> you do. Helen knows the owner. Big whoop. <laughs> oh my god, that's like my favorite movie when she's like on the plane. The plane is the best part. Oh. Me and my all the time. Um, Californians, which like I tried it, do the impression of, and like I thought I was good, and then <laughs> all, it's all you. Okay. Um, start at this time of day. Gonna be jammed. Are you crazy? The Target Lady. Welcome to Target. A Target gift card. <laughs> Have... I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> oh yeah, that I was just listening watching that episode. Can you do? I haven't seen this on your TikTok, but I don't even know how to pronounce. Oh, you know, like Denise Mineral. The girl with the tiny hands, like which Oh yes, Denise. Oh, let me think. There was one I used to watch those all the time when I was little. She's so funny. I love Kristen Wiig. Um What's the one she says right there? With my by myself. <laughs> oh my gosh, too good. Are there any others you're working on? Those are the ones I wrote down. I don't know. I'm always looking for ones that I <laughs> potentially can do. People sometimes request them, but otherwise I'm just like, I don't know. I'm kind of working on my Rudolph, but I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's ready. It's okay. You can test it out. Okay. It's um, a very specific part. It's from a, um, an SNL skit where she was playing Whitney Houston. Bobby Bear. 
Bobby. <laughs> Actually, I know that's good now that you say it. Oh my gosh, she's so good. And like now with all the, well, I mean, not now, but back when SNL was actually live, when she would do the uh, um, Kamala Harris ones. Yes. So funny. I always loved Kate McKinnon's um, Elizabeth Warren too. Oh, too good. So has anyone like, because now with all of like the pandemic and like people flocking towards TikTok, have any comedians commented on your, or like people in SNL, like I know that uh, Chloe Feynman, who you kind of remind me of, like recently posted one with, uh, as Carol Baskin, like have people, you know, seen your videos? Um, you know, it's weird because you never really know. I mean, I can't see who's liking, who's all liking it. So I never really know who's for you cringe I can end up on. Um, but I actually, this is so random, but the Today Show commented on one of, on my first impression video. Um, oh my God, <laughs> that's like, so cool. Like, I was like, tell Hoda I said hi. <laughs> um, so that was random. But yeah, them and then um, McKenna. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was not a fan, but. Um, and then this is also super random, but the girl who played young jenna and 13 going on 30 commented on one of my videos which i thought was so funny i love that movie I lo- like maybe- wait wow that's so random no she's got to be like, like 30 now <laughs> yeah she probably is i was like maybe i should work on a jenna for her <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny well anyways i always end by asking a series of questions unrelated to impressions or anything like that but I need a better preface for how to, you know, bring that in. But the first question is, what's one thing in your life that's happened to you that's made you a stronger person today? Oh, I like that question. Um, I think probably just um, going off to college my freshman year um, was really like – and like a very anxious experience for me that I think, um, you know, and it was obviously not easy being away from home for the first time, but I learned like all last year was just me like learning how to be by myself and how to like being by myself, which I think will be very useful in my adult life. So, I mean, though it was hard at the time and I, and I hated being alone, like some Saturdays I would be alone in my dorm if my roommate was gone or whatever. And I used to hate it, but like I had to just sort of learn how to be like, whatever, I'm going to do a face mask and order a quesadilla and like watch YouTube videos or whatever. So I think, you know, putting myself out there and being afraid to go to college and, and to be away from all of my friends and all my family and my dogs, um, that definitely made me stronger and made me better at being alone and hanging out with myself. Yeah, I feel like one thing that I I remember like having this big like like uh like epiphany when I was I don't know. I think it was after I think it was the summer after my sophomore year when I was like, "Hey, I can be alone and not lo-. like lonely and alone are just not even the same thing at all." Like yeah, I love yeah. being alone and like doing my own. I mean, now I would love some, you know, human interaction, but <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe everything happens for a reason? Yes, I do. Um, 
I mean, it's definitely a hard thing to think about right now. Yeah. Why is all of this happening? What's the reason? But I definitely like to think that there's a purpose for everything and, and a chain of events that's, you know, meant to happen in your life. Yeah, I think the butterfly effect, like, I think about that all the time. Just so, like with one little action, like, it causes, like, down the line, like, something completely different that if you'd taken a different path, like, you'd be yeah. in a different place. If a crystal ball could tell you anything about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you most want to know? Ooh. Um, I would probably want to know. I don't know. It, being in your 20s is so weird because you have no idea where you're going to end up. So that, I mean, that's kind of the exciting part of being in your 20s, but I like to plan. So I'd like to know you know, kind of where I'm going to, I guess where I'd be in like five years from today, like where I'd live and what my life would look like. I yeah. I, I always get like stuck on that question because I'm on the hand, I'm like, I don't want to know anything. Right. And then one guy I interviewed was like, I want to know all the lottery numbers. I was like, that's good. <laughs> that's good answer. Dang, I want to change my answer to that. <laughs> Same. Um, have you heard of the book, The Defining Decade? I feel like I've heard of it. Yeah. I haven't read it, but it's about the 20, your 20s, and I'm, like, about to be halfway through, so I, I should definitely get that before I am, like, oh, shit, I wish I did all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'll definitely need to read that. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra you live by? Um, there's one mantra that I really like, and I don't know where it's from, so I'm sorry to whoever said it. But um, it's everything in moderation, even moderation. Oh, yeah. I love that. What do you love most about yourself? Um, I would say my ability to make people laugh because it's, like, my favorite thing in the world to do. And it's one of the best feelings ever. And you're making a ton of people laugh. I wish I could, like, pull it up right now and just see how many <laughs> via social media. Um, and then lastly, even though I guess, I don't know if you're in a city now, but how do you find solace in the city or just whatever circumstance you're in? Um, I would say learn how to be on your own, like I was saying, and find some people who are in your city who care about you and who love you and who you know will always be there and if you have them and you have yourself and you have love and respect for them and for yourself I think there's definitely a solace in that and knowing that people have your back oh 100% well Caroline thank you so much for I just actually want to give a quick like explanation to people listening of how <laughs> I like found you and like the creep that I am but I <laughs> was scrolling through TikTok and I was like dying at your videos and then I was like I need to have this girl on before she becomes too famous and like I don't, and so I like DM'd through TikTok and here we are <laughs> oh your message is not creepy at all I get so many more creepy messages than that don't worry about it oh god I don't even want to know oh my god well for everyone 
who's listening, where can they follow you on Instagram, TikTok, plug everything? Okay. Um, my Instagram and Twitter are both Caroline K. Burke, C-O-U-R-K-E. Um, it's spelled wrong. But um, and then my TikTok is Carrot Lime. I will definitely I would definitely recommend the TikTok video specifically. Well, anyways, thank you so much. Thank you.